In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every other Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Psychic listeners, on this episode of A Psychic Story, we have Dr. Katie Nall. She is a sought-after speaker, author, and certified practitioner in EFT. If you're not familiar with EFT, that's emotional freedom technique. And she is here to talk to us about tapping and what it entails. But before we get into that, we always really like to dive in deep about each guest's experiences and what got them into the work that they do. So I'll turn it over to you to tell your story and, and share your experiences with us. Nicole, first of all, thank you for inviting me. And most importantly, thank you for the service that you're providing others for this amazing podcast. I really appreciate all the hard work you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I'm going to start with how I got into tapping, and then I'm going to backspace and tell you a little bit about spirituality. How about that? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I am an older student. I was a more mature student going back to school after being out of school for 30 years. I wanted to fulfill one of my life goals, which was to earn my PhD. And my undergraduate degrees are in math, statistics, and computer science. And so my PhD is going, was going to be in math education. I wanted to work with students who were, especially adults, coming back to school or students who were struggling that only needed one more class to graduate from whatever, their associate's degree, their bachelor's degree, their master's or PhDs, whatever. And it was always math. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. I struggle with math. Yeah. Yeah. And I really struggled. You're talking about struggles, Nicole. I struggled with trying to understand why people were struggling because to me, math was just so elemental and patterns. I could just see it, it just came to me naturally. And by the way, there is no such thing as a math gene. So don't even start with that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. And I had a Kumon franchise for seven years. And that's a a math franchise to teach people how to do math. It goes all the way up through calculus. So I had two-year-olds, two adults, and I had all levels of abilities and everyone was able to learn math using this technique. So I'm a firm believer that people can learn math. I was working at a college at the time and I couldn't believe one student after another was coming in saying, I can't take the math. I can't. They wouldn't even register for the math. Just talking about math. I would watch the color in their face just change from their neck going up. I I could see them. The sweat coming off their palms was watering my plants. You know, just the idea of saying math. So I was looking for a way to help students overcome fear and anxiety about math. You know what I found, Nicole? What did you find? Nothing. 
nothing. nothing. Oh, no. wow. There have been literally hundreds of studies about people having math anxiety, but very few studies about how to help them overcome. So I decided, hmm, this sounds like a word problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to change it and get rid of the math and just find out how do people get rid of fear and anxiety in general? And that was in the year 2010 when I happened upon Nick and Jennifer Ortner's Tapping Summit. And in watching every day, 10 days, the Tapping Summit, I bought the book, I bought the DVD. And I was like, okay, I'm armed. Let's try this out. <laughs> so students would come into my office and they'd say, oh, I can't sign up for math. And I said, well, how desperate are you? <laughs> and they would say, I need this class to graduate and I will be graduating. I said, okay, you're a good candidate. Let's try this stuff. I just learned it. have no idea if it's going to work or not, but we'll try it out on you. So I was trying it out on students one by one, and I actually was teaching math as an adjunct math instructor at the college. So when I would teach the math class, before I would start with the formulas, I would say, how do you guys feel about math? And we would just start off asking about their feelings about math, and I would lead the class in tapping. And those that wanted to participate would, you know, participate. Others would kind of sit back in their chairs and kind of give me, you know, one of those strange looks about, (laughs) this is not formulas. What are you doing, lady? (laughs) But what happened, Nicole, is the ones who bought into it or who would at least try it, they were coming back and saying, I passed math. I got 100 on this test. And I don't know who was more surprised, them or me, (laughs) because I didn't know if it worked or not. So I decided, you know what? I have no idea what I'm doing. I would think I probably need to get training. And it turned out I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been trained now in level one, level two, level three, quantum. That's very interesting. I'm going back into past lives and trauma tapping. And only recently, like a couple of weeks ago, I've just been certified as a master trainer and supervisor. Congratulations. I know. I'm so excited. And that was actually my goal. A short story, working full-time at the college, it took me four years from beginning to end to earn my PhD, right? Mm-hmm. I want, once I figured out about tapping, I said, I want to train others. I want to like bring this to the world. And it took me eight years working full-time wow. to become a master trainer in tapping. But now I am. So, wow. So that's a story about tapping. So now, because we are on the psychic channel, I will tell you a little bit <laughs> about my experiences. And the first real experience that like hit me over the head, you need to be paying attention, Katie, kind of thing. I was between jobs at the time, between careers, and not really sure what I should be doing. I remember so distinctly, Nicole, driving down 14th Avenue, making a turn. And as I was the only one in the car, and as I was making the turn, this male voice that was next to me, there was no one there, said, you must write. And I turned to the non-existent male voice (laughs) and I said, write what? Write a check, write a thank you note, write a book. What am I supposed to write? Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of have an idea what it is now, but that was probably 25 years ago. Isn't that a weird feeling when, I don't know if you've had much encounter with that, but when you experience a voice like that, because it's it's like it comes from nowhere and yet everywhere at the same time. Yes. Yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. the way it was. It, because it was it filled the whole car. Mm-hmm. And if anyone else had been in the car, I'm sure they would have heard it too, because it was so clear. And it was definitely a male voice. The next experience I had, and this was years after that first experience, I was driving down 58th Avenue 
And as I was driving by, I said to myself, this church always has an inspirational sign outside. I said, you know, that is really neat that they have, I don't go to that church, but that sign is so cool. And every day I drive by it on my way to work and I, and I always get something out of it. You know, it was, it was one of those signs that it would make me think. And I was like, you know, somebody puts a lot of thought into that. You know, it wasn't something you'd see on Facebook or Instagram or something. Somebody put some real thought and it was, it wasn't judgmental. It was just a really uplifting, wonderful, inspirational message. So I said to myself in my, <laughs> car that I was alone. I said, you know, I think I'll send a donation to that church. Now, where that came out of, I don't know. But I I reinforced it by saying, I'm going to send them a check for $100. Now, I did not have $100, but <laughs> I felt like somehow I would get $100 and I would, I would donate it to this church that I don't belong to, I've never been into at all. And the voice came back. This time it wasn't male, but it was, it was surrounding. And it said, nope, it'll be a thousand. And so I had to start arguing with this voice. <laughs> good, thing you were, good thing you were alone in the car. <laughs> At that point, if somebody else was with you, they'd be like, what's wrong with her? Maybe she shouldn't be driving. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I don't have a thousand dollars. I don't even give my own church a thousand dollars. And if I had a thousand dollars, I wouldn't be giving it to a church. I mean, I'm like getting very emotional about this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Not a word from the other side. So I made a crucial mistake. And I told my best friend, because God forbid I tell my husband, because you know what he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna go ballistic about what are you up to now? <laughs> We're not giving a vote. I'm like, I know, I know. So I told my friend and I said, look, please don't bring this up, you know, but and so I told her the whole story. And what a mistake that was. <laughs> because then what happened is every day. Chris called me. Did you give him a thousand dollars yet? Did you give him a thousand dollars yet? Did you? Chris, I don't have a thousand dollars. Where am I going to get a thousand dollars to give to a church I don't go to? What are you talking about? And you have got to stop. You have got to pretend you never heard this from me. Ow. <laughs> so what happened next? And this is going on for weeks, right? Months. Mm-hmm. Our daughter, um, who is an incredible pianist, uh, was having a recital and it happened to be in the church we were attending. And I'm somebody hard to believe, Nicole, but I will talk to a wall. <laughs> no, you? I know, right? <laughs> you talk to voices that aren't there or people that aren't there. No, just kidding. <laughs> right. You got it. You got it. So there was a lady sitting on a bench, heavily engrossed in the book she was reading, and she definitely didn't want anyone to interrupt her. So I figured, oh, this would be a perfect person to talk to. So I sat myself right next to her on the empty bench and just started yammering away about, oh, this is such a pretty church, and don't you like our church, and oh, what kids do you have that are going to be in the recital, and blah, 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 blah. And she was just kept scooting away from me, hoping that I would probably get the message and go away, and she was still looking at her book. So I'm thinking, well, what can I say to get her attention? Out of the blue, what do I have to do? I have to tell her the story about this random church you know, and the other side of town. Wow. I was like, what led me to do that, right? Well, all of a sudden she closed her book gently and she's like, now which church is this again? And so I was explaining where it was and the the message and everything. And so she moved her knees towards me and she was much more interested in my story now. And so I'm, of course, yak, 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 all the way through. I was telling her about my friend, Chris, and how I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And she turned to me and she said, I don't believe you've ever met my husband. And this great big tall person I'd never seen, had no idea who he was. I looked at him and I looked at her and I said, oh no, 
he's the pastor, isn't he? And she said, yes. Wow. So that just gave I'm me chills. chills just all uh-huh. over again. I just got him too. Yeah. I know. I'm just talking about it. I went, okay, so I guess I need to make an appointment <laughs> now, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the universe's way of holding you to the fire. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better than being spit up by a whale, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so then what? What happened after that? How'd you get the thousand dollars? You know, it just came, right? You know, things happen and it came. So I went and wrote a check and I said, please make this anonymous. I, for God's sake, I don't, no pun intended. I don't want my church to find out I'm giving you a thousand dollars. But yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Now, fast forward and just recently, uh, my daughter-in-law has gotten really involved in spirituality and recommended that to do a reading from an, an angel messenger. And so I was like, oh, okay, what the heck? I'll, I'll do a reading. And people said, well, what are you going to ask her? What are you going to ask her? And I'm like, I don't know. But I thought, well, I'm, I better come up with something. So I wrote down three questions. And when I met with her, she said, well, what do you want to know? I said, you know what? Just tell me what I need to know. Just tell me what the angels are saying. Well, we got through a half hour session, 20 minute session. And when we we're finished, she had answered every one of the questions I never asked her. And then as a result, Following that, a few months later, my daughter in love, her mother, and her sister and I all flew to Chicago and attended the Angel Messenger School. Now, the three of them are really intuitive. And I, I just saw something in today's, in one of the memes in, in today's social media. And it said, if you were raised by a narcissistic parent, your intuition may have been squashed. And so you really need to practice it. So I've been trying really hard to practice it. And I found that when I do tapping with that's emotional freedom technique, when I do this technique with students and now with others, that my intuition does come in and that I'm, I'm getting more comfortable listening to it and trusting it. Yeah. And when you grow up or when people grow up in a home or an environment where you're not able to really express what you're going through, it's very hard because you do end up doing that regression or repressing it. And then as you get older, it's it's harder to, you know, no pun intended, but tap into that because you've just been doing, it's a natural instinct for you to just kind of hold back on it. Yeah. But I do feel that you're on this precipice of being able to kind of have that open up more. I agree with you, Nicole. And I, I'm feeling it and I'm seeing it and, and I'm opening up after years of people telling me, I finally uh, read conversations with God and I'm also concurrently reading the external castle. Is that it? By Carolyn Miss. And so I'm, I'm worming my way into. <laughs> and what I just find so cool about this line of work for everybody is that there's not just one way or there's not like a right or a wrong way. Like everybody's path is very customized to not the not only the experiences that they are supposed to go through, but also just what that journey looks like. And so for you, it may not necessarily be when you say intuition in and the other three people that you went with may be super heightened on that. I, I look, I think of it as like a, a dial, right? Like the volume can be turned all the way up. And in, in some cases, like there's eight psychic senses. So you may hear, like you're very intuitive as far as hearing things and clear 
audience uh, is what it's called. And then some people can smell, some people can see with their third eye or actually see visually. And so there's so many different senses out there that just haven't been explored or discussed as much. And what happens is, is like in some cases, if there's one sense in particular that's really turned up or not as much like that repression we were talking about, then it's hard for people to kind of tune into that a little bit more and figure out what that is. And I'm definitely getting like that the hearing part based on what you're talking about. But do you also have a gut intuition, which is what like, which is you've trusted that almost your whole life. And it's served you really well. And in some cases, when you're not listening to it, then that's when you get that that voice, right? Yeah, I had um, I had an interesting childhood. <laughs> so following my gut was a great idea. Well, what about tapping? Talk to me about that. I mean, you well, again, congratulations on your master master certification. And what can people expect if they haven't experienced tapping before? Nicole, tapping is amazing. I I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to share it with the world. Again, I started with working with students to help them overcome their math and test anxiety and short stories. I had a high school student who took her SAT, her scholastic aptitude test, which is a test to see which kind of colleges she can get into. And she did well. She did well, but she felt like she could do better. So she registered and paid for her second test, studied her butt off, got into the test, felt really good, got her scores back, and her scores went down. She said, I know I can do this. So she paid, registered and paid for the third time. And she's a high school student. So life got in the way. She got busy with this, busy with that, one thing and another. And all of a sudden it was one week for the SAT and she panicked. So her mother hired me. I worked with her for an hour on Monday, an hour on a Wednesday, an hour on a Friday. She took the test on a Saturday and she contacted me back and said, my score was 90 points higher than the first score. Wow, that's a lot. That's significant. And you know, and, and she's given me permission to share this story, but the topics that we covered had nothing to do with her tests. It was all about relationships that were going on, you know, in school and stuff. And that's what I found. People come to me and they say, Katie, I want to work with you for a lack of focus. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. Well, it's never a lack of focus. It's something that happened when they were three or four or five. And that's what I love about tapping. It was really defined by a electrical engineer by the name of Gary Craig more than 40 years ago. He was observing what psychologists, psychiatrists, and uh, chiropractors were doing with traditional Chinese medicine and meridians. Because he was an electrical engineer trained out of Stanford, he's looking at meridians kind of like electrical circuits. And he said, you know what? If we touch these various spots on the body, and if you're up for it, I'd, I'd love to give you a little session. If we if we touch these various spots on our body, we're going to hit like 98% of the meridians and help people release the energy blockages that they have in their bodies. And people are like, yeah, yeah, right. Well, he took what he had hypothesized and Nicole, he went to a veterans hospital and these were... Vietnam vets that had been hospitalized and drugged for over 40 years and worked with them for intensively for a week. And they no longer needed drugs and they were released from the hospital. Their PTSD that was crippling them and their life was gone. There are stories after stories after stories about emotional freedom technique does release the emotional blockages that we have in our life. And if you look at 
the statistics, you know, stress triggers are 80% of the reasons for medical visits. So when we learn how to control and manage and more importantly, eliminate the stress that we feel in our lives, especially through tapping, then we gain control of so much more. You can't think clearly when you're emotionally active. You, you, you can't work. You can't have healthy relationships when you have this emotional charge. And so if you think about the word emotion, there's the word motion in it. So when we have something that happens to us and we have an emotional reaction and, you know, we can be a group of us seeing the same event and we each have a different emotional reaction, right? Well, that emotional reaction we are supposed to have and recognize and then allow it to motion through us. But the problem is it gets stuck. And when it gets stuck, it's blocking an energy pathway that then impedes us in different ways. What is it about, I probably know the question, but I'm being led to ask it. So that means that there's probably a lot of listeners that are going to be hearing this and thinking the same thing. What is it about it, our bodies, that holds on to that emotion? And because I also, I like how you said emotion and then the motion part, because that's also disease, you know, dis-ease, not disease, but (laughs) the dis-ease in our body. So what is it about us holding on and that I guess like we can't release it? Maybe a stupid question, but... No, it's a very good question. And uh, if you think about it, um, when we have an emotional reaction to something, uh, it's usually based out of some survival, right? It's a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Now, why do we have that? Uh, The example I love to give is that if your residence or my residence caught fire right this minute and was raging behind us, we would know what to do. We'd get the heck out and call 911. (laughs) If we were 15 years old and the same thing happened, we'd probably know what to do. If we were 10 years old, we might know at least to get out. If we were five years old, we'd probably leave. But what if we were five months old? We wouldn't know what to do. And when we're five months old and something traumatic happens around us, our body instinctively identifies everything that's going on. And if something traumatic's going on and in the corner, there's a red trash can that you don't remember when you're five months old, but you walk into a room and all of a sudden you feel discomfortable and you have no idea why, but your brain says, there's a red trash can in the corner. You got to be careful. And so you have this emotional reaction to something and you may not even know why. And so what happens is your amygdala, your, your, they call it your lizard brain, the part that keeps you alive is saying, danger, danger, danger. I'm taking over. I'm taking over everything. I, you guys, you're not going to be allowed to think. I've got the blood control. I'm, I'm moving all my energy to uh, my major muscles. We're moving to our legs and to our arms and we are going to take, we're going to attack. We, we got this. We're going to attack or we're going to flee or we're going to freeze and play dead or we're just going to fawn until we can get out of this dangerous situation. Now, the thing is, it may not be a dangerous situation at all. And our prefrontal cortex, our thinking brain is saying, I got this. What is going on? What, what's happening? But your body's still reacting. Exactly. Your body is reacting and your brain doesn't know why or it knows why, but it can't get it to the conscious part. And so what tapping does is it helps your subconscious to say, thank you, Mignola. You did a really good job in helping keeping me alive up to now. But you know what? I've got more tools than I had back then when you recognized I was in a dangerous situation. So, hey, let me take it. I got it now. (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah, there was a period of time where I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of depression happening. And I was just like, what do I do? And I tried tapping at one point. I think I like I was Googling like, what do I do for stress? What do I do for anxiety? Because it was exactly that. It was in such a adrenaline fear based that even though I knew consciously that there were things I could do, um, try and get sleep, work out, relax, meditate. I still just was not coming down. So I tried a couple YouTube videos and I, I mean, the anxiety went from a 10 to like a two. I mean, it was amazing. And I, I think that sometimes, and I would love for you to walk me through that or the listeners through that too and, and what they could potentially do with it because it is such a simple, not to underscore the you know education that you went through, but it's such a simple tool that you can do in some things if you know the pressure points and, and all of that to go through that can really like reset your and rewire your brain a little bit and your emotions. Yeah. Oh, let's do it, shall we? I'm lost. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I do want to say if you're driving, don't do this when you're driving. <laughs> Listen, hold this part for later. I do have to put that disclaimer in there. And then if you're in the comfort of your own home or something else, then yeah, close your eyes and, and listen to Katie. So we'll, we'll do it together. So I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is, tell me what, what I tell people is what I do is I dissolve their waffles. I dissolve their worries, their anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. And I basically show them how to do it themselves. Okay. Okay. So tell me something simple that you may be worried about or anxious, have fear, frustration, lethargic, exhaustion, or stress about right now. Something simple. Email. So many emails that I feel like I need to address or answer or respond to. Okay. Okay. So there's so many emails. And um, when was the last time that you went, oh my gosh, I have so many emails. When am I going to get to them? This morning. This morning. Okay. So this morning you saw the list of emails and the feeling that you had was what? Dread. Dread. And from the top of your body to the bottom of your souls, where do you feel that dread in your body? Primarily my back, uh-huh. like my low, my upper but lower back. And then, then it moves into my stomach. Okay. Upper, upper, lower back and stomach. Okay. And from zero to 10, where zero is like, ah, I'll get to them when I can. That's the purpose of emails. And 10 is the most dread you felt in your entire life. What number is it? I would say a four. A four. Okay. And it's going to be important that we use your own words. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask, first of all, we're going to do it for your listeners without words so that they know where the spots are. But mm-hmm. when I add words, if I say something, Nicole, and you go, you know what? I wouldn't say that, or it's not really true for me. Will you rephrase mm-hmm. it in your own words? Sure. Okay, great, mm-hmm. great. So we are ready to go. And last question, is this true right here, right now? I feel safe. Yes. Okay, there we go. So what we're going to do is, first of all, I'm going to lead you through where all the points are so the listeners will know, and then we'll add the words. So we're going to start on the side of the hand between your wrist and your little finger, and you're going to tap right, use your other hand and tap right there. So we're using, I'm using my right hand and tapping on my left hand right between my wrist and my little finger. And you can use the other hand. It doesn't matter. Either hand and just tap, tap, tap on that. And while you're tapping, I want you to think about that long list of emails that need to be answered right away. (laughs) And um, when we add words, we're going to add three sentences at this spot. Our next spot that we're going to tap on is at the top of our head, right on the crown of our head. And you can use one hand or the other hand or both hands and do your monkey move if you want and tap on the top of your head and think about that long list of emails. Where did they all come from? (laughs) And then on the edge of your eyebrow, I want you to tap. And again, you can use one hand or the other or both. And on the edge of your eyebrow, right above your nose, 
uh, right on the eyebrow. Yeah, you got just the right spot. That's good. And think about that long list of emails. And then our next spot, Nicole, is going to be between the edge of our eye and our hairline. So right on the side of our face. So on both sides, that's it. Yeah, right between the edge of our eye and our hairline. And again, you can use one hand or the other hand or both. It doesn't matter. And the next spot is where I keep all my bags, which is right under my eyes. <laughs> and you can use one eye or the other or both. I'm always ready to go places because my bags are right there. <laughs> and, then under the, <laughs> and then under the nose, right above the lips, that's the next spot that you're going to tap. And then the spot is going to, next spot is going to be under the lips, above the chin. And then what I like to ask my clients to do is to cross your arms at your wrists and tap right on your collarbone using both hands. And that actually satisfies rubbing your wrists together too. So it's kind of an actual bonus. And then the last spot, Nicole, is four inches under our arms. And you again, you can use one hand, give it a good hearty pat on the ribs, or you can use the other one, or you can give yourself a hug, or you can come up from the side, it doesn't matter, and just tap on right underneath the arms. Now, when I ask my clients to do, this is something I always add a little bit extra, is that 70% of the toxins leave our body through our breath, which is what a lot of mm. people don't understand. And so I always ask them to give a big breath out, kind of like a cartoon. So go, okay, with my hands underneath, that looked really weird. <laughs> so those are the tapping spots. And now what mm -hmm. I'm giving you is what's called the basic tapping. There's many more levels of this, but mm -hmm. let's do the basic tapping with your dread about your emails, shall we? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to... I will say before we get into that, though, I'm already starting to feel really relaxed. <laughs> so just letting everybody know if anyone else has been doing this, I already feel like almost like um had a glass of wine or something, mm -hmm. like just very calm and like the energy's flowing in a good way. Yeah. Studies have shown that tapping on the spots alone can do that for you, but tapping with the words together are exponentially more powerful. And because you are open to this, I have clients like you who are very open to this and they are very quick. Uh, I'll, t I'll okay. tell a story about a chiropractor in a minute. It has to do with quantum. It's kind of interesting. But let's start on the side of the hand just for the uh, your listening audience. Sure. And we'll say, um, so repeat after me, even though. Even though. I remember this morning. I remember this morning. Thinking about those emails. Thinking about those emails. I saw all of them that had to be answered. I saw all of them that had to be answered. Just too many. Just too many. And it makes me feel all this dread. It makes me feel all this dread. In my back, my upper back, my lower back, and in my stomach. My upper back, my lower back, and in my stomach. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Even though. Even though. I have this dread in my upper back, and my lower back, and my stomach. I have this dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. Just thinking about all those emails I saw this morning. Just thinking about all those emails I saw this morning. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Even though. Even though. Those emails. Those emails. I saw them this morning. I saw them this morning. And thinking about them now. And thinking about them now. I have this dread in my upper back, and my lower back, and in my stomach. I have this dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. In the top of your head, this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. On the edge of your eyebrow. 
this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. And on the side of the eye, this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. Under the eye, this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, lower back, and my stomach. And then under the nose, this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. Under the lips, this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. Cross your wrists and tap on your collarbone. This dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. And then on the side of your um, ribs, this dread in my upper back, lower back, and stomach. This dread in my upper back, my lower back, and my stomach. And then put your hands out in front of you and... <laughs> I, <can't do> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. How does that feel now? It feels great. I feel like I almost like woke up from a nap. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It feels really good. Yeah. 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 The most common response I get from clients is that they feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lighter. It's, um, I want to say lightheaded because it's not that it's, it's like, again, like refreshed a little bit is I've been able to wake up. I will say the reason why I said my upper back, which is interesting that you asked me that I think lately stress has been manifesting up here, maybe because I've been staring at the monitor. I have no idea, but it was tingly when I was doing the tapping. And then as I like went through and then once I got here to my rib cage, it kind of dissipated a little bit. There's a version of tapping called chasing the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it moves around uh-huh. in different parts of your body. I totally can see that because it's almost like it hides a little bit because it doesn't want to necessarily, in some cases, be released or go in places, right? Right. And it breaks up too. So when it's smaller, it can go to different places. And so. <laughs> so you mentioned you had a story about a chiropractor. So I had a chiropractor who came into my office and she was holding her back, mm-hmm. which is unusual for most people, but it's definitely unusual for a chiropractor to be holding her back. Especially if that's your job. <laughs> right. And you know that they know other chiropractors. And again, this chiropractor has given me permission to share her story. She came in because she needed to write reports for insurance to pay for client services. And she had this blockage, this emotional blockage about writing these reports. Nicole, she was a hundred reports behind. That's, that's a substantial amount of money. And her partner was not happy about her being this far behind. Wow. So she knew she had to do something and she turned to me. We talked a little bit and she talked about her fifth grade English teacher always criticizing her and never going, but we couldn't get her um, anxiety level was not going down. It was stuck right where it is. So when it's stuck, that usually means there's something else going on. So I said, hey, let's just try this. What's going on with your back? And she said, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just really had this stabbing pain in my back. I'm like, huh? I said, well, how long's that been there? So she told me. And so we started tapping on the pain in her back. What came out of it was that she remembers being a Roman soldier, a gladiator, and being in a fight and that she had been stabbed in her back and died. So we tapped on that pain in her back from being a Roman soldier where she died. And the pain went away and also her issues with writing those reports went down to zero. 
Nicole, in one week, she finished all 100 of those reports that she had not done for months. And it's been three years now, and she keeps up with all of them. Why were the reports, why was she hesitant to write the reports? That What was the correlation? Who knows? But what happened is her DNA, right, remembered the pain. And so it was keeping her from from doing the reports and probably the experience with her fifth grade English teacher. I never know what's going on. <laughs> sometimes there is a correlation, yes, you is. know, um, and then sometimes there's not. And I was just curious if, if that was the case. It wasn't apparent to either one of us. That's really ironic that she ended up being a chiropractor after being right? stabbed in the back. Yeah. But isn't that true? I mean, I've heard about, you know, people having experiences and then they live their lives to counter the experiences. You mentioned quantum tapping. So I guess that's what that is when Mm -hmm. you go into somebody's or you explore past lives and what, what lessons they, or things that they may have experienced in that past life and what they've brought into this life and what that looks like. Can you walk us a little bit through that? Um, yeah, it turns out that our DNA and cells in our body remember things. And I'll tell you something that flipped me out. Somebody has said that when my grandmother was pregnant with my mother and my mother was a fetus and and my grandmother, that my mother's eggs were being developed. And while they were being developed, every experience my grandmother was having emotionally was being given, shared with my mother and the eggs of my mother. So then my mother was born and all of her life experiences that were also experienced in her egg. So... When I was born, when I had fears or anxiety or things that I couldn't understand, it could very well have been something that had happened to my mother, my grandmother. Keep on going up the line. <laughs> there right. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it usually happens when I have a client and we hit a wall. We can't get anywhere. Another client gave me permission to share this story. She was a pilot, a private pilot. And whenever she had to fly any place where there was cold weather, she completely lost it. She would pack like three suitcases to make sure she was never, ever cold. She just hated flying to cold places. So we topped for a few sessions and we're getting, we were getting nowhere. And I was like, okay, well, let's just, let's try this quantum stuff. And so we did a little bit of quantum tapping and what came to her very clearly was she remembers being in a very heavy gray wool coat, very heavy wool coat. And then it dawned on her that she was a Confederate soldier who had died on the plains during the winter and had frozen there. Once we had cleared that, she's fine now. It's almost like recognizing where the energy or the emotion comes from as allow, allows you to release it. Yes, yes. And that's true. You know, what I found, Nicole, is a lot of us, just even doing the simple exercise of where do you feel it in your body, that really throws people. It's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that stress. And and so they have to really stop. That's true. Yeah, they have to stop and think. So, So where are you holding your stress in your body? That makes a huge difference. Oh my gosh, this has been amazing. So where can people reach you? You have a website, nalledgeco.com. Is that where you prefer people um, go to get in contact with you and, and book a session with you? Yeah, sure. They can come to knowledge. It's called knowledgecompany.com. <laughs> 
Sorry, I will redo that. No, 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 no. It's spelled N A L L. My last name is N A L L. So it's a play yeah. on words. Um, yes. I, I have a wicked sense of humor. Uh, so it's knowledgecompany.com. Uh, so N A L L E D G E C O.com. Uh, they can also email me directly. I'm okay with it. I don't have that dread yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. They can email you, and your email address is hello at drnall.com. So it's H-E-L-L-O at D-R-N-A-L-L.com. Or I will challenge your listeners. Uh, I give this out all the time and nobody's used it yet. So maybe one of your listeners will. Um, Then call me. Uh, My direct line number is 772-480-0541. Again, that number is 772-480-0541. For one. I'm pretty confident somebody will call you. I oh. get I get voicemail messages a lot. Oh, that would be awesome. Good. And I love getting them because yeah. it's really nice to hear your voice. Yeah. In a lot of cases, again, not an email person. So leave me a voicemail <laughs> too. But yes, <laughs> you probably will get them. Yeah. So that's great. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, not so much. Instagram a little bit. I'm on Clubhouse. How's Clubhouse for you? Do you like it? I like to listen. And there's a lot of psychics on there actually. Yeah. I heard a couple of people, they were like, Hey, you should go on. And I think you would really enjoy it. But I think I'm going to be a silent participant for a bit because just thinking about adding another social media or channel is like, it's, it's just a little much, but I heard, I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be part of a summit. So we're going to do a promotional clubhouse thing and have all the speakers uh, just present during clubhouse. So if you want to do promotional stuff, you can, Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of psychic things uh, going on. And I've had a couple of readings. If you do go on, when you do your profile, add the link to buy me a coffee so that if anyone gets a reading from you, they can buy you a cup of coffee at least. Oh, that's cool. That's a good thing to know. Yeah. Well, I definitely will include all of this, all of your handles for social media in the show notes and on the website. And I really appreciate it. This was a really nice way of closing out my day because now I'm not going to worry about those emails. And I've learned about taking it to the next level for tapping. So really appreciate what you do as well for everyone. And hopefully if you want to book a session or reach out to Dr. Katie Nall, all of her information will be again in the show notes. Thank you again. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at apsychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win. 